Hello, I'm Marie Sneeman. Welcome to Calm, Clear and Helpful, a weekly podcast series on taking good care of yourself and others. Today's topic is how playing and storytelling can boost your professional and personal life. My guest is Magriet Potriter, PR, media and branding coach from Stellenbosch. Welcome Magriet. Thank you so much Marit. What an honor to be here today. To our listeners, after our conversation, Magriet will give us her three best tips on storytelling and then it will be fun question time. Magriet, let's first look at the role of storytelling in our lives. How do you see storytelling? Mariette, uh, for me, I can't imagine a life without storytelling. You know, if you think about it, we were raised in our parents' laps, you know, with, with stories. And we sat in school and sang songs. And there's so many ways of storytelling. So for me, it's a very, very big part of how we were raised, but also how we live our lives. So which role can storytelling play in our personal lives? If you think of us sitting around a braai or, you know, around a kitchen table, it's just such a big part of who we are, how we tell how our day was. And you can really see grandparents, for example, play with their grandchildren as well. And, and stories for me is truly what links. We are all walking stories with so many chapters in our life. So, so I really see this in our personal capacity as well, that, that we are stories. Hmm. I never thought of it that way. You work a lot with storytelling in our professional lives. And then you have your own story because you started a new business a year ago. And I once heard you say that you started this business with nothing but your story. Yes, absolutely. And what, what I realized, you know, through, through starting this is the power of, of public relations. And that for me is stories. So I literally didn't have anything, Mariette, except a lot of courage <laughs> and, and my story, which I believe this is how people, I, I always say we're like rock stars. So how we position ourselves in the world and how we share who we are is what your potential clients and other people resonate to. Or they think, oh, not for me, but you're an open book basically to the world with your story. Yeah, and I think here yeah, your personal stories also come in, don't they? Because if I think of yes. you, before you started this new business, you had a background in, amongst other things, having a non-profit organization. So you brought yes. that story into your new business. And I love that you see that, Marie, because you cannot not pretend that some things in your life didn't happen. For me, it's all chapters and seasons and preparing us, you know, for the next one as well. So I will never ever, I, I won't ever be able to say thank you enough for my nonprofit years because I do believe it brought me to this point. I've learned so much and also, you know, working with other cultures and people who were illiterate taught me the power of communication and stories once again and how we can communicate through that. 
And now you are the founder of the Right and Shine PR and media coaching company. Just tell us what this is about. Oh my goodness, it's such a passion project. So through the years of my nonprofit work where we met as well, I saw the need for platforms like what I created now and for my coaching because people struggle to, to get their story, to get their services out in the world. And I do believe, like I mentioned earlier, how you position yourself, how you tell it, and also on the, on the correct platforms does make a massive difference in in the right people finding you to work with you. And so I created Right and Shine with its products and services to basically empower and help other people not knowing how they should do their marketing in an online space that is rapidly changing. How do you help clients use their story to position themselves? For me, I, I start with a story with them as well, because that usually is the why they do what they do. You know, if you look at what you do as well, there's a why. Mm. And and the story is basically not only to, to um, get media exposure, but for those people who resonate with you as a person. Because people don't buy only products and services. They, they, tr they have to trust you mm -hmm. to really work with you. So, so the story, once again, is I really believe it's our superpower, Marie. It's in businesses. So once again, it's who you are, not, not only in the workplace, but who you are as a person. Those two things can never be separated. And, and for me, I don't say, you know, hang your dirty laundry in public, you no. know, never, <laughs> because that, that's not necessary. Or if you are still hurting about something, don't talk about it on platforms if you're not ready to share it from a space of, of victory. But what I do say is, you know, it is intertwined. What makes me an authority in what I do is because I've been through a few stuff in my life. That, that brought me to this point to say, listen, I can help you. I've been where you are. And this is what, what gives me more like um, authority to help yes. you get where you want to be as well. And I think that's where the storytelling comes in. It's like she understands. Mm. She knows what I'm going through. And, and she, she's been through this. And I remember, Mariette, when I years ago went through my divorce, my first thing, and, and then there wasn't a lot of Google and stuff online yet. Mm. So I went to a library to, to go and look for a book to read up on, you know, how will I survive my divorce, for example. And I think the coaching space is so exciting now because there's so many people in authority also teaching to go through, you know, through things in life or like me with my business, your PR and media but, but your story is the link between why people should work with you and what gives you that authority to do what you do. And the online space is the perfect place to put that across. Absolutely. And, and for me, it's not from a place of manipulation or from, you know, agenda, but to say, listen, this, like if you look at a rock star like Pink, for example, we know, you know, she's a mother. We know she's she's really sings beautifully and and people know what they get when she brings out a new song. 
Mm. And and that's the same for us in our businesses is to really position ourselves. And I'm not saying die or pink or, mm. you know, but to resonate with us will tend to, to work with us more, refer more people to us. But it's it's relationships. It's a long-term journey. It's not just the once-off type of thing. And, and that's where the real connection comes in through the story as well and how people experience us as people. Yeah, and I'm sure when you help clients position themselves through their stories, they can always choose how much of their personal life they want to put into the story. Yes. Absolutely. And what's very interesting for me is, like we say the whole time, the change in the online space. And people, my clients specifically, you know, these these past few months are telling me they don't want to bring out the violin music. They don't want to talk about trauma in their lives. Mm. So that's why we pinpoint exactly what is their client's pain point and what makes you that expert to bring that link within your brand and your brand message to what's going to resonate with your clients through that. Yeah, so you have a very practical uh, journey that you go on with your clients, I'm sure, where you coach them and guide them so they know exactly what to talk about. Exactly. And, and you know, once again, the metaphor of the the rock star, because you sing your song over and over again. Hmm. So it actually becomes so easy because you know exactly, this is my audience, this is my story, and, you know, it can always evolve and change. Like years ago, I, I wrote a book in South Africa for single moms, one cappuccino and a cream soda, please, and mm. I had a lot of interviews around that. And on one stage, I felt in my heart, I don't want to speak about this anymore. Oh. Like, it, the season is over. Mm. It, it was so interesting. So that's why I feel my new song was birthed. I didn't realize it then, mm. you know, but, but it's like that song is not over because it's part of my journey, but, but I needed to create a new song. And I think that's why Write and Shine was birthed as well after that. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. So, so as entrepreneurs as well, yes, you have your PR story, but seasons change. We have to evolve and grow and be real, you know, in, in, for our audience and for our people wanting to work with us. So, so it's important to maybe check your PR story or brand message. You know, once a year, just checking in on yourself, get a coach to help you to, to really craft that because that is basically the core of your marketing in, in the spe- specifically the online space. Mm. Now, another topic, you're very aware of the importance of imagination and play in being human. And playing involves a fantasy world, which comes naturally to children, but this ability can be undermined by trauma. And I've watched your TEDx talk where you talk about the childhood incident that had a dramatic impact on you. Could you tell us about that? Yes. So for me, imagination is, you know, that childlike wonder almost fearless. You know, I always say to my clients as well, we should live our lives like a a four-year-old in a Batman suit. Mm -hmm. They're fearless, you know, and they just create and they just enjoy in the moment. And I do believe that, um, you know, in being playful as well, and I use the metaphor of a violin, you don't work a violin, you play it. And when we start, you know, becoming too 
and I'm not saying don't be serious, but I'm saying, you know, this is something that we do get detached from in our lives due to trauma that that's actually very hurtful to us as creative beings. We are all creative, not just some of us. So, so for me, um, when I was I was a young girl, I was four year, four years old. My mom something happened that just it, it shook me to my core. But obviously, she didn't mean to to hurt me that much. But it was a punishment, and I took it very you know obviously bad, and that detached me from my inner child, and that really really as a person hurt me more than I realized on my journey. But through the healing, I could really get back to my core and who I was again. So, so that's the thing we need to acknowledge that trauma does detach us sometimes from our inner child, you know, our gift. But, but the beauty is we can heal. And that's the encouragement as well through play that we can definitely heal again. I think you, you used the metaphor for the incident. You talked about little girls. Give a little girl a crown yes. and she's a princess. And then take away the crown or make her think that she can mm. never live up to being a princess and that will have a, a very bad effect on her. And it's almost like the voices that you listen to on that stage, because if you put a crown on the little girl's head, they really believe they are a princess. Mm. And like the things that happened, you know, in our lives, we then we suddenly see, Hey, but I'm not the most beautiful. Hmm. I'm not the cleverest. You know, like you can go on because in your head, if you're a little girl, like you're a princess, you're safe. Nothing can happen to you. And then something just happens that shakes you to your core. And I believe that's where some of our crowns fall off, hmm. you know, in, in with the imagination and play where we become human, you know, in our own heads and, hmm. and you know, where shame comes in. And where we feel we're not good enough. So there's so many things that happen when we get attached through through trauma and, and sometimes just things that shake us to our core. And, you know, every single one, single person had a moment where their crown was ripped off oh, yes. or their, their, their cape was, was also grabbed from their, their neck. So it, it happens, unfortunately. We, we do see the world differently from a certain age. And, and unfortunately, things happen to take that, that special, that spark, that imagination away from us. Like, when was the last time you played with a doll, Marie? Yeah, can't remember really. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. And remember, I always say as well, like, as parents, we take all the photos, your child's first. So you have your child's first, you know, steps. Or, or when they start crawling. But when was the last time you took a photo of that wonder? You know, so it's very fascinating for me to, to see how it's almost something we lose along the way. And mm. that's what I'm very passionate about bringing back within the creativity that we use in our businesses as well. Mm. Yes, it's the role of imagination and playing which yes. we all lose. Actually, I was looking at the dictionary, in the dictionary just to say how playing would be defined, and one of the definitions specifically says, um, pointed out that it was something usually associated with children. Sure, exactly. And that for me is, is almost, we all have our inner child still very, very within us. 
you know, that inner little girl, like we can giggle and we can have, you know, and I don't want to lose that at all. Mm. To, to still, you know, look after that little girl within me. Because that that's part of who I am. She shaped me at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, we, we all have that inner child within us. Some of us just forget about him or her. And one needs to be aware of, you know, your crown that fall off, uh, just of the effect it has, because there are ways of dealing with that and putting the crown back, so to speak. So I'd like you to tell us about what you did. You attended a play therapy course, I think, which brought you a big aha moment. Can you tell us about that part of your life? Sure. So so basically, Mariet, I can honestly say that, you know, through trauma and I was adopted as a, as a baby, so I never felt I belonged. I never felt, you know, and that for me is a big part of my story, is I never felt I had the right to have a voice. And that's why I'm so passionate about bringing stories, you know, out, out in the open, because I know what it feels like to feel voiceless and to feel that um, you don't belong, you know, imposter syndrome, all those things. I was on the other side of that. Mm. And I remember it was still in the trauma of my divorce. My son was still very small. I think he was one or two years old. And I actually had to take him with because I didn't have anyone else to look after him on that stage. I attended the play therapy course, Gestalt Therapy. And I remember sitting there with a dough. But I was an open wound when I attended that. And that's why it was so profound for me because the facilitator, she's, she's absolutely incredible, um, could see I was really obviously hurting and in a bad space. So she gave almost extra attention to me in the classes as well. And um, on one stage, I, I had a leaf that I played with. And I remember that I was hurting so much that being in the moment was so hard for me. You know, because it brought all that pain. It's almost easier to be detached, to live, you know, out of your story than to walk in it and own it and to be in the moment. Mm. So that aha moment was she asked a few questions and I said to her, and I, I, I will never forget that. I still choke up if I talk about it because I was rock bottom. And I said, you know, this this leaf, you know, from Dow was kicked out of the tree, but this leaf doesn't know it yet. But she's, a mag she's going to be a magic tree one day that's going to provide shade for many others. And then I realized through playing, through bringing people in the moment, how profound this was for me. You know, every time I see a leaf or I'm still fascinated with big trees because that still reminds me of that moment. So you never know, you know, through facilitating the right way, you know, through different ways of play what people can conquer in the inner world that actually will manifest on the outside world as well. Mm. And the, the important word I think here is playing. Yes, absolutely. And it's back to the basics. Nothing fancy happened. You know, like I was playing, I was sitting with dough and this happened within me. And that that is where the, the magic things happen. Like, I, uh, you know, when I did nonprofit work, for many years, I would do workshops where I would say, okay, let's draw the monster in your life. And I still do it, you know, with some of my clients that really struggle with imposter syndrome. And I would say, what's the worst that can happen? Draw it, name it. 
And then you also draw on the other page after you conquered this monster. Then you tear up the monster and you, you just keep the page, you know, that that's going to be your reminder of how you conquered it in your inner world already. And once again, play. So, so, so simple, but so powerful. I've seen lives change through this. If you drew the monster, it would be, for instance, uh, your fear of public speaking, we could say. Yes. Yes, public speaking, but also they were in the nonprofit world. I, I must say I never cried in front of, you know, the, the people that I served there. But, you know, I would cry afterwards like they, they were uh, monsters of alcoholism, women that were abused. And, and it, it was very odd. But, you know, you can, you know, for a moment they see hope when they see the mm. other side of conquering this and how they can become empowered. To, to basically slay those dragons. Mm. Now, I wanted to ask you, because adults play so, so seldom or so little, unless it's structured play like sports, there are many people who believe that reality and a fantasy world are incompatible. So if you want to play, they will tell you to be an adult and get real. How do you <laughs> view this? <laughs> like, I don't know if you're big on movies, but if you look at Will Smith's Pursuit to Happiness, you know, there, there's a big, there, yes, there is reality. So I'm not, you know, saying there's not a reality, but I'm saying you can create moments um, of, you know, of hope, of beauty within a harsh reality as well. So like, for example, when my son was little, I didn't have a lot of funds to take him out. So I had to make a plan and create like almost a fantasy world for him because I couldn't buy all the toys, you know, that I wanted to. So we started going to museums and I would tell him of these people in, this, in these countries that did this, 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 and he loved it. And we, we actually had very precious moments by me creating. So I definitely, yeah, and I respect people who say, says, listen, there's a reality but I also want to bring in that, and you know what, Mariette, if you look at businesses, you have a sales target. What's that? <laughs> That's not reality. That's giving yourself like dreams and goals to, to work towards. So I really think it's almost like just thinking differently about play. I take play very seriously <laughs> because I know lives can change from it and you mm -hmm. can actually change your business with goals and with sales targets, but that's not reality yet. That's that's still happening. So we can give ourselves a little leeway and play at times. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and also realize that play isn't like a childish, you know, type of thing. It's it's a childlike wonder. And also for things to, to still happen. It's a fantasy world, but it is possible. It is definitely possible for things to be created there. In your inner world, you know, like the monsters we conquer, to, to then in the outer world also, you know, happen like it was in the fantasy world. I hope it makes sense. It does, because everything starts <laughs> with, an, with a thought or an idea, doesn't yes. it? Exactly. And you know, also the energy that we put to it is so important because if you have fun, your people will have fun. I mean, I started right and shine and I actually said to a friend earlier today, I don't know where I got the guts last year, but I got a chef suit. 
I didn't have a website. I didn't have like a lot, but I had my story. And then I decided to to start hosting workshops like, you know, PR media and branding chef. And by the end, the people started dressing up when they attended this. <laughs> the one lady from, from America, she had a pot on her head when she entered, you know, but they all had aprons and we had such good times while I was giving them value for that workshop. I taught them marketing, branding, PR, but it was in a in a fun, playful environment online. Mm. And I'm sure the moment we get a little more lighthearted, we find it easier to learn. I'm telling you, it, it's like, for me, it was a light bulb moment to see how they react as well. And the other one that I did was also superhero clothes. I'll send you a photo. Yes. <laughs> where I, where I um, you know, put on a, a superhero, like I was superwoman, but I taught storytelling from a hero perspective. Mm. And they loved it. I must say, luckily, I'm used to, you know, the fun element. But if you told me a few years ago, I'll be sitting in a superwoman <laughs> in my 40s online, I would have said no man. <laughs> mm, actually making money along the way. <laughs> That's the thing. And it's really so much fun. I don't get tired of that because I feel, you know, like a child. I'm, I'm so excited to, to invite people in my online kitchen. It, it's a fantasy for me, but it's very real. You know, when you see the results of people doing what, what you've, you've taught them. So, so that I absolutely love. And talking about love, you've created a slogan, eat, play, love. What do these words mean in this context? Oh, my goodness. So, so eat, play, love, for me, it starts at the backstory. And um, I did a TEDx talk uh, last year, November, with, with this theme, Eat, Play, Love, and exactly what we're talking about, I'm so passionate about. Um, and then now what happened within my business, as I saw, you know, for me, um, public relations is about the relations. So, so I took this Eat, Play, Love, and I created an event, an online retreat that are basically divided in three sections. So the first one is eat, and that is for, for coaches, business owners, basically any entrepreneur, you know, working not only with, with body fitness, but mind and soul, you know, health, but you put inside the eating part. Then the play for me symbolizes zone of genius. What makes you so good at what you do? And then the love for me is the nonprofit work, but also purpose-driven projects. There's so many around the globe. So, so that it's, that's how I structured the three pillars, basically, of these events. Yeah, and we're now in April 2022, and your first Eat, Play, Love business retreat will be happening at the end of April. And after that, you will create more of them. But Please tell us about this first one. Oh, my goodness. I get so excited. For me, this first one is like the foundation phase, you know, of a big, big, big thing that I see once a term. And then also, you know, real life events is, is going to be the next part. So how it's structured is two sides. Now, for me, yes, our speakers are key, you know, but what I also want to do is to really put PR and media emphasis on our guests because I've realized 
there won't be an event if there's no guests. Mm. And it's to bring everything together on one platform to basically create a more exposure for everyone involved, hear these stories, but also for people within the networking event that's not able to meet everyone to go and listen and to see, hey, but Marie does this, I want to connect with her, to create that space for everyone involved. And this is how I believe you you grow a strong community, but also heart-centered and playful, you know, that we can really create together. Um, because I do believe, Marie, that together we shine so much brighter. I'd just like to go back and ask you to give us more details about the exposure that each of the guests, each of the attendees get along with, with being able to attend the event. Love it. So basically what I'm doing is I'm doing an interview with each guest that's um, uploaded to the Eat, Play, Love gallery of guests. And that will, I will do every, you know, with every event as well. And then also with a ticket, uh, guests get an uh, article that they can write. It's That's going to be published in the magazine. But what I really want to do is also do it within their branding. So this is a PR and media toolkit basically for, for them to reuse on their platforms as well. But also they do get the exposure within this community uh, for people who want more PR and media exposure as well. I find it fascinating because we're now in the weeks before the event and you are already uploading these video interviews that you have with each of the guests and each of the speakers. And I've watched quite a few of them and they are so, yeah, the energy is something different because it's a little, Thank you. it's a little like, you know, a, a coffee date. You sit on the one <laughs> hand and on the one side, the other person sits on the other side and you, they are talking, you ask them questions about what they do and they're talking yes. about it. So it's a, and it's, it's not scripted. It's all from the heart. And I must say, I'm astounded. It works very well. Thank you so much, Mariette. And it's such an honor for me because that's exactly the vibe that I want, you know, like not scripted, people to be people and to talk about what excites them, you know, and this is exactly why I created this space to, for people to come in because I do believe like-minded people attracts, you know, the same like-minded people. And and the big thing is as well with this, this um, event is to have like a fire pit chat at the end of all the sessions where we all will sit as friends and talk of our aha moments, share questions that you might have after certain sessions, but to really, really feel equipped, in, empowered and also inspired to do what we do in the world after these as well. Can you tell us the dates and where people can find information about the event? Absolutely. So the three days are going to be the 29th of April until the 1st of May. So the 29th is going to be eat, the the, 20, the 30th is going to be play, and then the 1st is going to be love, where we're bringing in uh, speakers from the nonprofit world as well. Um, Nolan, for example, is going to talk about, he's going to the Kilimanjaro with a group of, of uh, people there. You know, it's just uh, fascinating, exciting speakers. And uh, for me, it's almost to sit around a, a round table to, for everyone to talk together and to share their stories like this. And this is for an international audience. So how do you organize the time differences? 
that's a very good question. Like, I, uh, luckily, that was a big thing for me in the beginning last year. I do have a few wonderful clients that I can reach out and ask them, can, will this work for you? So it was quite, for me, hard because uh, I'm missing the Australian market, you know, for this one. But we do have guests from Israel. We do have guests from the UK, from um, from America that I know. So so we, we are definitely, you know, learning as we go along as well. But But for this one, I'm very, very happy to see the excitement as well. And will you record everything that happens there? Definitely. So what we're doing is we are getting all our speakers to do the recordings before the time. And for people to let me know, listen, I'm going to miss this, this, this. So so we will be sending the recordings to them specifically that won't be able to attend some of the sessions. That sounds like a very valuable exercise. Absolutely. And what I really like, Mariette, is we're combining a journal, you know, from all the speakers. So people will be able to print out that journal and then also go and process afterwards and write down their own ideas. So the whole idea is to facilitate moments within themselves and not to overwhelm them. That's why I brought in the the fire pit chat so that people can process because I know sometimes I'm such a buzz. You know, if if I sit for three days, for example, at a summit or something, and, and you just need that soundboard to say, listen, do I understand this correctly? And that's why the journal comes in as well as the fire pit chats after each day. Is the journal like a workbook? Yes, yes. It's one big one so that we don't flood our guests with too many workbooks. Mm. So we're combining all the speakers' uh, work in, in one book for them. And where can listeners find more information about your work? They are so welcome to look at my website. It's www.writeandshine.co.za or I have an incredible group online on Facebook, Write and Shine Through Your PR and Media Presence. We're almost 3,900 members strong where you can connect not only with people in the journalistic world but with coaches, storytellers. You know, it, it's really just an incredible group of people. Yes, I'll attach the link to your website to the podcast. Thank you. Now it's time for your three best tips on storytelling. Okay, so for me, the top three will be to be authentic, not to fake it, because people know when you're fake. So, so really, you know, your story should come from a very authentic place. The second one I would say is your why. You know, what, what, what drives you to share the story as well? Because that's almost your backstory to your story. And, and your why will also help you tell your story more. I hope that makes sense, Mariette. Yes, it does. <laughs> and, And the third one is to be very, very clear on your beginning, middle and end. And the end usually is a call to action. So you don't want to tell your story and it's like a high five in the air. So what is your call to action? Like, yes, come and visit me, you know, at the event will be mine today. But on another platform, it might be something else. Come and come and visit me, you know, for, for a workshop, for example, but but the end is basically 
also for me just as crucial as the whole story. What is your call to action? Right, that makes sense. So you start with your story and you yes. incorporate your why and then you have your call to action in the end. There you go. Exactly, because they all sat intertwined with each other. And and your your call to action differs on different platforms as well. But I think if if you get that right, it will really bring people, you know, to you. That and, and people want if they resonate with your story, they do want to, you know, hear more, connect with you. And just sometimes I hear stories and I just think, how on earth will I reach this person, for example? Why did she tell you you want to have that call to action? Mm. Thank you, Magrit. It's such a pleasure. Are you ready for your fun question? I'm like a bit nervous, but I'm ready. <laughs> Everybody is nervous. <laughs> but we're going to the realm of the imagination, so your answer needn't be practical. Good. It can be practical, but it needn't be. Okay, I hear you. Now, you're a very dedicated mum, and I know you have a big heart for other mums. Yes. My question is, if you could offer a crown to mums, what would you make this crown of? It could be really anything. What a fun question. Okay, so so anything, crown with anything. It could be made of anything. I would make it, Mariette, are you sitting? I am sitting. <laughs> I would make it with champagne glasses. Oh, Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Would they be full or empty? <laughs> it's a crown, Marie. You can <laughs> That's my answer. <laughs> no, nothing else. <laughs> nothing less. Nothing more. <laughs> a crown of champagne glasses. <laughs> okay. I get that. Ahrit, I like I know you like to dress up for your workshops. I think you should try to put that one into practice. <laughs> Don't dare me, my friend. <laughs> you know I live in Cape Town close to champagne bombs. So <laughs> if you see me with a photo shoot and a crown <laughs> made of champagne glasses, I will just say inspired by Princess Mariette and Houting. Thank you, Mahrit, for, for for giving us a champagne view today of storytelling and Oh, it's such an honor, Mariette. And thank you for having me with my fake champagne glass crown. I really, really enjoyed being <laughs> with you. Thank you. To our listeners, thank you for joining us. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you care about. I'd really appreciate it if you'd rate Calm, Clear and Helpful where you download your podcasts. If you'd like a more fulfilling relationship with your beloved, if you wish parenting could be easier, or if you're interested in improving your emotional well-being, you're welcome to visit my website, mariettsneiman.co.za, for free articles and podcast episodes. Calm, Clear and Helpful is compiled, hosted and edited by me, and the music is by Mark marie Sneiman. 
Catch you next Tuesday at 9.